Hello, and welcome to the True Terror Podcast. I am your host, Todd Creamer. We all have stories, some a little more frightening than others. Join us as we delve into the realm of true horror, featuring first-hand accounts told by those who experience them. These tales are intended to shock and unnerve and may not be suited for everyone. So with that in mind, listener discretion is advised. Thank you for joining us once again on the True Terror Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Creamer. The occult. Just the word in the right circumstance can cause chills to run down the spine of even the bravest of men and women. The word can conjure up images from Ouija boards to Doctor Strange. However innocent it can be made to be, the results can run the gambit from a good scare to a wide yawn. Sometimes involvement can be downright terrifying, almost to the point of a mental breakdown. Take, for example, our next journey into the realms of true terror. Apparitions and spirits have been seen resembling strange lights and disconnected floating fabrics. Sightings of people and animals Some of these are rare and can become even more bizarre, such as our next tale, in which our storyteller relates his encounter with the lady in the polka dot dress. My name is Derek, and this is my story. I'd say about four or five years ago, me and one of my friends, we had hooked up with a group of guys that were really into like fringe left-wing politics. I want to say like kind of like ecological stuff, like they were really concerned with the environment. And then on the other end, they were really concerned with like corporate takeover and like fascist government and stuff like that. So. We start hanging out with these guys. Well, the the more we the more we start hanging out with them, the more they seem to be like carrying ideas about like really kind of like esoteric cultish. I guess it would be the occult like Satan worship and like that being a motivation for political forces and stuff like that. So, me and said friend, we we're going to meetings with all these guys and hanging out. One night in particular that we had went over there and we were watching a series on YouTube called Spirit Science, which is kind of like this, it's based in a bunch of like old ancient history that ties in with biblical stuff, King Solomon and all this stuff. Well, anyway, my buddy, he was really into like this positive energy stuff and we were watching this documentary and for the for the purpose of the story, I'll just call this guy a leader. The leader, the guy that was running this kind of I don't want to call it a cult, but it kind of was, I, in a sense, in my opinion. We're watching this documentary, and I guess we had our first experience with how weird 
these people were here. He had told us stories about him and his family, about how when he was younger, he had his family would mess around with Ouija boards, like all kinds of different rituals. And I don't think he ever admitted to like sacrifices or anything like that, but like he had mentioned it before. So we're sitting there and my buddy is talking about how like all this positive energy can like chakras and these different stones can give you positive lift ups in life and all this. And it was really weird because you could tell the leader guy was getting really upset, just like visibly upset. Like he's, you know, crunched eyebrow, just like shaking his head. After a while, he started getting confrontational with my friend of like arguing different certain points about how this isn't true, that's not true, that's not correct. He, he starts getting really, really angry. And then all of a sudden we just hear this huge crash. And we're in, a, we're in a small apartment. We're the only three people in the apartment and we're in his kitchen watching on the laptop. So we hear this crash in his bedroom and we run in there and in the middle of his floor, there's I'd say it was, it was a pretty big jar and it was just full of change. It was in the middle of the floor with the change spewed everywhere. And he said that he had kept it in his closet. So we couldn't figure out how this had happened. The reason why that I find this, I found and still find it significant to mention is because this dude was really big into these CIA programs or alleged CIA programs, I could, I should say. <clears throat> one was called Neurological Linguistics Programming, and the other one was called Remote Viewing. So Neurological Linguistics Programming is almost like being able to brainwash people or program people with like key terms, almost like a Manchurian Candidate type thing. And he was obsessed with this stuff. This and then Remote Viewing, which was supposedly being able to like get into people's mind from a distance by these different meditation and all this other stuff. So fast forward, we had also been researching and studying and we were trying to, we were obsessed with this, uh, with a couple other things called astral projection and lucid dreaming. Uh, a good thing to, like the movie Insidious is based on astral projection. So we're trying to experiment with this stuff. This guy like kind of tied all this stuff together into like what he, he wanted to basically be able to do this stuff to manipulate people and to like better himself like in the world. But anyway, so... Me and my friend, we were really big into the astral projection and lucid dreaming, and that experience kind of weirded us, weirded us out. So we started, we kind of pulled away from the dude for a little bit because it was just weird to see him get that mad, you know, over something, over a YouTube video. However, the guy was pretty, he was kind of, like I said, he was almost like a cult leader, so he wasn't really cool with us not answering his phone calls. He wasn't cool with us skipping meetings and stuff like that that we had planned. You know, we kind of got the feeling that he was wanting to mess with us. Well, after, a, I think it was about a week or so, I'm not really for sure at this point, it's so long ago, I'm not for sure how long it was between this first event and the second one, the significant one. But, so I wake up one morning, woke up right at the break of dawn, which is supposedly, if you, to all the people that do astral projection, experimentation and stuff, the break of, like, dawn is the best time to do it because the sun's coming up, and you know all these scientific reasons it raises the serotonin in your brain and it makes it easier for your brain to harmonize and all this other stuff so i'm you know I, i'm at my house my roommate's asleep because he well he was midnights at the coal mine so he was asleep so i was like you know what i'll just lay on the couch and meditate and kind of clear my head and see what i can see if i can get myself to dream or whatever so i lay down and this was 
I had lucid, like lucid dream, which is basically a dream that you're aware that you're dreaming in. I had done that before, which I thought that that's what this was to begin with, was I lay down on the couch and almost immediately I basically become conscious again, or I guess that's what you'd call it, conscious, but I sit up and I stand up. Well, I turn around and I look and I'm looking at myself sleeping on the couch. So like my body, I guess, is what you would say. You know, immediately I'm kind of excited. I'm like, oh my God, maybe because astral projection is basically being able to project your consciousness into the the world and being able to experience the world outside of your body, more or less. I will have to say like, for it was really like while I was looking around, I did notice that everything was like really, really bright and vivid. Like all the all the colors and everything were like abnormally vivid. Like blues were bluer, greens were greener, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm excited. Well, you know, so I'm immediately like, okay, let's test this out. What can we do? So I like kind of ran across my living room and jumped. I don't know why this was my, my first reaction to do it, but I run up and I jump and I grab onto the ceiling fan. And like, as I'm going back and forth, it's like the ceiling fan ripped off and I fell but it didn't really rip off. Like it just seemed like it while I was holding it. And then when I look up, it was still there. However, even though that was still connected and it didn't actually rip off, when I hit the ground, I made a huge like thud. And like I said, my roommate was asleep. Well, this is where I knew stuff was getting really weird was because he walks out, he wakes up and walks out of his room because it was kind of a small house. So he walks out of his room and looks into the living room and looks over at me and sees me on the couch and like kind of looks around and looks confused and just walks back in and goes back to sleep. So I'm like laying, I was laying there like looking at him. I was right by his door and he didn't, you know, obviously didn't know him. So I was like, oh, that's weird. Like maybe this is actually happening and this isn't just a regular dream. So that's when I basically essentially wanted to go out into the world and go explore. I walked to the door and I opened the door. I opened the door and obviously we live in a pretty small town that's not really rich people here so I open the door and there's a black limousine sitting right in front of my house and we live in the backside not I wouldn't say the bad part of town but you know like our house is by the housing so it's not exactly a place that a limousine is somewhere that they frequent the driver walks around the back there to the back side of the car that's facing my porch and he opens the door out steps this old lady it's like this smaller I, would, I don't want to say scrawny, but this kind of shorter, skinnier black woman, probably like in her mid early 60s. The thing I remember the most, other than her lipstick, was her hair. Her hair was almost like a stainless steel. It's like shiny, almost. As soon as she steps out of the car, it's like if you've messed with Photoshop or picture editing, you you know what I mean when you say like the color saturation dropped. To where it almost went grayscale you know like just on the border though to where you could still kind of make out colors but it was almost all grayed out except the one thing that did not do that was this lady's lipstick which was the most vivid of reds that you can really imagine like just super bright and she just had this smile on her face that's hard to explain but it was like almost like she was like a hunter that had just cornered a prey and she was almost cheerful about it, that she was about to get a kill. You could tell she she was thought that she was about to get something. She was giddy about it. She just had this big smile on her face. All of a sudden, I just got this really, really anxious feeling, like something is wrong here. I don't know what's going on. It's kind of like a, 
I guess if you were in the astral projection stuff, you would know it's kind of a controversial, some believe, some don't believe, but some people believe that once you leave your body in an astral projection state, that your body's up for grabs. Like there are spirits freely wandering around that are trying to obtain your body to input their consciousness into. So that's like immediately that's what my brain turns to because I just, I just got this alarming feeling and I'm just like, oh my God, like what's going on? And I'm, I want to wake up at this point. Like I want to go back and just end it. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. I want to go home. So I slam the door and I lock it and I take some steps back. It's quiet and I'm just staring at the door. All of a sudden I hear real deep or real loud, heavy footsteps on the porch. They stopped right in front of what sounded like right in front of the door in silence. And it's like, you know, a minute goes by. Two minutes go by. Not a sound is made. So I basically walk, I take a couple, like trying to tiptoe, walk towards the door, and it's almost like a movie scene, like to where I'm edging towards the door to put my ear to it to hear if I can hear somebody breathing or whispering. And as soon as I get my ear up to the door, it's like somebody charged the door and tried to break it down with their shoulder. I just jumped back and was like freaking out. Like I didn't know what to do. The door handle immediately starts rattling like they're trying to rip it off. And I, at this point I'm losing it. Like what is going to happen? And basically last ditch effort, I think to just lay back into my body is like what I thought. So I immediately just lay back down on the couch and I don't really know how to explain how it happened like waking up it was almost like I was sinking back in like it wasn't an immediate thing it was like I laid on myself and like I sank slowly back in like for 30 seconds or so but the one thing I remember is that as this is happening I'm listening to the door handle just like it's starting to get louder and louder they're beating in the they're beating it down basically at this point and door frame just like breaks door flies open right as soon as I like right the split second before I wake up and I didn't wake up like to where like my eyes came back open like it was like I woke up and it was just like a shift of world like I was not like it was like I wasn't asleep which made it even weirder but right before this happened like I said the door blows open and the first person through the door was the lady in the dress is a black dress, white polka dots, and all I remember is she sticks her head around the corner, and like I said, her face had been like in a really happy, giddy smile, but then like coming around this door, just had the, the meanest scowl. Like she knew that, like I got away, and all I remember is that scowl, like surrounded by the red lipstick again, like the the was the brightest thing in the room. So it was just horrifying so I wake up and like I said this is pretty early in the morning and I still my I come back too and I'm just like obviously freaked out like I don't know what I don't know if this was a dream I don't know if I'd actually done what I did like astrally projected or whatever terminology you'd use but immediately my first thing was to get a hold of my friend you know my buddy that got me into all this stuff so I'm texting him I ended up calling him at one point, but you know, we're talking. I was like, dude, I was like, I just had the weirdest experience. And he's like, man, I've been having some really ones, really bad ones too, since we broke away from those guys. I explained what happened to him. And he's like, dude, that's, you know, that's insane. Well, we had kind of made plans to meet up and talk about it further. Cause 
I mean, these guys were pretty serious dudes, so we were kind of afraid to break away from them for like repercussion reasons. You know, we didn't we didn't know if they would how they would react. But anyways, later that night, I had I was getting ready to go grab some food because I hadn't eaten all day. I walk out to my car. I was driving an SUV at the time, and I walk out of my car. It's dark outside. I get in my get in my truck, and I start my truck, put it in reverse. Right as soon as I go to back out, I look up in my rearview mirror, and I don't even know how to like like explain how it looked. It was like it was like it was a woman, but it was almost like mist. Like I don't know how to explain it. it wasn't It wasn't a solid person, if, like what I saw, but I could clearly make out a face. But it was like a split second thing because as soon as I saw it in the mirror it came forward like it was coming over the seats at me. And the only way I can explain the change in its face was its face went from like a normal beaten woman that it changed into almost like, well, A, there was a loud screech that I don't like to this day. I don't know if it was real or if I imagined it, but it was almost like a banshee like shriek. And she opens her mouth and as like, her mouth continued to open basically until she disappeared, but there's a fish that I, I Googled this for like hours after this, trying to figure out what it reminded me of. And there's a fish called a Sloan's Viper fish that has this huge mouth with these long, almost like, almost like huge fangs. And it's like, if you see this fish, like it's the creepiest animal in the world. But this woman that had these teeth or spirit, whatever it was, came over my shoulders and I was so terrified by it I actually jumped out of my truck with it in reverse and like it rolled and like caught the the ditch and stopped I finally got it stopped and turned off and like it took me a minute to calm down that was again I called my buddy I was like I am coming over right now I was like we have got to talk about this so that was basically that was basically the entire experience to relate the stories the, the why the middle one is relevant to while the middle section is relevant to the beginning and the end is because I am almost convinced that I guess it, it's me trying to decide if this was a, an actual astral projection experience to where I want to believe if this is possible and me juggling the idea that when I mentioned neurological linguistics programming and remote viewing which I'm not so big on that aspect but it's me deciding if it was a real experience or if somehow this dude's manipulation of us and his implanting ideas into our head somehow set my brain up to buy into these concepts so easily to where it kind of cre like it created its own ideas like to where you know the experiencing the change jar drop in the room made me buy into the concept that these things were real. So then when I started messing around with astral projection, I got the idea, you know, it, it makes my brain run wild with this dream, possibly, and then I think that there's this evil, seemingly occultish, satanic spirit trying to harvest my body while I'm doing this, and then at the end of it, with the with the very, especially the, the last experience in the truck with the spirit or whatever coming forward, 
he always had mentioned with the with uh, remote viewing was the big one. Because with remote viewing, what it is is where it's uh, essentially you can get into somebody's mind and you can see what they see. However, theoretically, you can also see what they're thinking. So you carry this logic forward and you can manipulate what they're seeing. You can go into their brain and cause a ruckus and just make them see things or manipulate them or scare them to the point where you've told them all this stuff is true. So if you can get inside their head and scare them, they're going to buy into it and they're going to want to come to you for protection or leadership or whatever. So like I said, the two things I juggle with is did he just mess me up and make me think that I saw this or on the other hand, the creepier hand. Was it, Was real? it real? Astral projections, change jars crashing to the ground, Limos and screaming banshees with fang-like teeth. Mind control. These are but a very small sampling of the fringe world surrounding the occult. The True Terror Podcast is hosted by me, Todd Creamer, and produced and edited by Matthew Todd. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please leave us a review on iTunes or share with a friend that you think would enjoy our show. We'll be back in two weeks, so just a friendly word of advice. If you hear a car pull up outside and catch a glimpse of a white polka dot dress outside your window, you might want to reconsider answering that knock at your door.